You're listening to Welcome Back to Roswell, and I am so pumped about this episode. First, we get the episode that launched the ship of my heart as Michael and Maria head on an impromptu road trip slash abduction scenario in 285 South. Next, a flashback episode of Roswell, New Mexico called Smells Like Teen Spirit. I've already seen a sneak peek, and we are getting Alex an eyeliner. I cannot wait! Who broke into the UFO center? That was Michael Guerin. Number two, who caught the intruder? Oh, Kenny Banya. Yes. <laughs> Which teacher handed out the assignment for the students to interview each other? Oh, shit! It was uh, Mr. This is a tricky okay, one. It is tricky because the assignment was created by Topolsky, mm-hmm. who gave it to Mr. I believe he was wearing suspenders, if that helps. Yes, he had glasses. Uh huh. Uh, can I just make up a name? Mr. Hansen. Yeah, that's fine. I don't Perfect. Know. <laughs> yeah, that's Mr. Hansen. Okay. Uh, I think you have to go to the next page. Sorry. Ooh. Did not turn it. It's okay. Number four. What was Max's answer when Kyle asked him if he had ever been in love? Oh, crud. Didn't they all just sort of sit around anxiously for a second? We were still yelling about the yes. fucking ketchup when that there happened. There was a lot. Yes. I think, he, I think he did ultimately say no. He said no. Because he okay. didn't want uh, Kyle to know. I will take the demerit on that for not No, I think it was, a tough, it was a tough question. Yours was tough, too, and you got Mr. Hansen right away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, number five. What was the name of the hotel Michael and Maria stopped at on their way to the geodesic The Sultan's Hideaway Motel. I'm sorry, the correct answer was Nookie Motel. (laughs) A porno version of Aladdin, (laughs) which was executed. Yeah. In a way. Because it looked like the inside of a tent with about $600 of set dressing inside it. Yeah, it's. I always think of Supernatural, Mm -hmm. where literally every hotel is exact they change the bedspread sometimes yeah but the layout the style the weird wall that mm-hmm. has like the um what do you call it like it's like like lattice work on the wall okay yeah you know yeah, what yeah. i'm talking about i do. supernatural like every mm-hmm. single hotel room you walk in there's a lattice work wall mm-hmm. and then there's two beds I this mean, did not have that much. This had one, one, one huge yes. bed. Well, you see, that's like it's the fun money saving trick for Supernatural. It's like, oh, we just have a standing hotel set. Yes, that's true. Because they're in a hotel room every episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, Roswell did not have the budget for a standing no. hotel set. They had. Wait, this is so fucking. You're gonna inside baseball. Or? I am. I feel bad about inside baseball. Why? But it's a single flat, and then just yeah. like curtains hung around curtains. for there the rest of the room. There is a bowl for the for the bathtub that they shine a very shiny light down into. Mm-hmm. Which I guess highlighting it because that was probably like the most expensive set piece. So they're like, yeah. light it up. We got a heart shaped bed, a uh, bathtub for this. They do. They had a special bathtub, a special fancy bed. Mm-hmm. Like a round bed. Yeah. Um, and that really Michael and Maria could have shared. 
They really could have. Well, interesting. Mm-hmm. Michael sleeping on the left hand, uh, camera right hand side yes. floor, and she chose to sleep on the very edge of that same side of yeah. the bed. Yeah, in my head canon, they were talking. I don't think, I mean, I think for a while they laid in silence, but I think they were having conversation. Okay. Not necessarily sexy conversation, but I think they probably chatted. It's not like a, hey, are you awake? It's not like one of those. I think it might have been started that. Why do you like Ben Ben Stein's money so much? You know, he's like super conservative, right? I don't know that politically you align with him. I don't, I don't think I was that at the time. And also it's like a great source for early Jimmy Kimmel. And not that we know that it's early Jimmy Kimmel yet. Yeah, because pretty much I think Jimmy Kimmel, I think this is his thing and it's it. I think after this, like what? Well, I think maybe, I think maybe he's doing the man show at this time as well. Yeah, the man show doesn't seem like your vibe. You're into like reading Ulysses. Everyone loved the man show. <gasps> oh my God, our friends are here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to roll on top of your body. <laughs> I like it. I I get I'm still I feel very much in the dark about all things Roswell. Yes. Uh but I know who the dreamers are and I yeah, know who do. the M&Mers are. Yep. I'm I'm a fucking M&Mer. I dog. knew you would be. Of I course. Cuz here okay, part of it is ooh, I mean, there are good Max Liz episodes. There are. Okay. But on the whole, especially at this point, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of wishing you would do something and not doing anything. Yeah, no, I get it. They're like, they're the dreamy ones. Yeah, they're in love. They stare a lot. He fixes the roof so that she doesn't get cold. That was so lame. Yeah, but that's their vibe. And she loves it. So why can't, yeah, that's kind of like the thing. Like, why, because Max and Maria can't hook up yet because he's a fucking jerk store. Wait, Max and Michael. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maria I'm at- and Michael. Maria and Michael. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. like, because Max and Maria, that's an interesting. I'd love who's, to have that conversation. Who's Max? Max is a dreamer. So oh, I was like, okay, that's my an bad, interesting my bad. thought. And down the line, we can re-explore. Right now, that would be very weird because her best friend is super in love with him. Super. <laughs> like, yeah. that would be crossing so many lines. Considering, the, I don't think they've ever even, like, had a conversation. <laughs> it would be bold of Maria to be like, oh, Max, let's Max on each work other. Out, work out all that uh, pent-up uh, energy she's got from yeah. sharing a hotel room with Michael oh, that geez. one time. Well, yeah, there's some chemistry between there them. There is. There is. And it's weird. But he is a dickhole. Yes, but he is that way even to the people he loves. Like, he mm. is. And part of it, I give him... I cut him slack for being a teenager. I think if he was yeah. a grown up, mm-hmm. I would have less cut him less slack for being this way. I think, you know, and he grew up with like the perfect twins as his best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they and have great he's, family. He's so, as a refresher, when they were three adopted, he's the one who ended up not getting adopted and going through like the yeah, foster so system. Yeah, so he lives. Yeah, like he has like a a gross foster father mm-hmm. and um not th- that's not a this man is both gross and a foster father that's not sure yeah yeah, yeah absolutely have, yeah but this guy sucks hank mm-hmm. sucks um so he has a gross foster father and then max and isabel grew up with two parents i think she's a nurse and he's a lawyer right and they have a cute house and they're always like 
I bought pizza. And like, they're just like very cute. And Isabel is like the most beautiful person in yeah. the world, in the town. How do they and feel about having such a fucking creepy, mostly silent son? <laughs> I think Max, everyone's like, he's just shy. He's yeah. just shy. Okay. And he's not that shy with Michael and Isabel. And at home, he's not, that, you know, he's fairly normal. Okay. I think they're all like normal enough that you, you're like, yeah, they're teenagers, they'll get over it, but. It is kind of interesting. So uh, it happened in the last episode you brought me here mm-hmm. to watch, and then again in this one. In this episode, they were. Oh, on by the... the way, Colin Morris is here. Oh, hey! <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to the show again. Sorry, I should have introduced you a long time ago. But hey, if you've gotten this far in, you're they're in. You're in. Yes, absolutely. Okay, Thank you but so yeah. much for having me. <laughs> This is great. I came straight from work. We ate some Zaz. Yes. I had a cookie and a beer. Good this is, life. Yeah, this is great. Your friends couldn't <laughs> believe that this is actually how you're spending a Tuesday night. Yeah. But you are. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Send them this link. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, Dave from work. <laughs> if you didn't believe that I was actually going to watch classic <laughs> episodes of Roswell. Here's, here's some proof. <laughs> Okay, no, sorry. Uh, I st- stumbled on your uh, your observation. So, just like the first episode you saw. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, so Max, like when it is the three of them, he weirdly takes a position of power he among does. the three of them. And then, like when he's interacting with anyone else in the world, he seems very like awkward and sort of off putting. Yeah. But then when we, so we had the police scene, right? Mm-hmm. Where Michael. Yeah, Michael claims he breaks into the UFO center to mm-hmm. get information. Yeah. He gets busted. And then he tells everyone, oh, Max sent me here to get something. Because as we know, Max is an employee of the UFO center. Yes. And uh, Kenny Banya of Seinfeld fame. Oh my God, it kind of breaks his heart. I know he loves him, but he, he loved, loved him Max from the so get. Yeah, he loves Max immediately, not just because he's an, he doesn't even know he's an alien. Right, but he he senses them to be some sort of like kindred spirits. Yes. In the sort of like UFOs investigation <laughs> kind yeah. of world, you know? 100%. Uh, <laughs> but yes. I like that character. So legitimately, I've seen both of the Kenny Banya episodes. Yes, he may have had like a line in another episode, but uh-huh. like, no, you've gotten the two where he has actual meaty scenes. I love that. I, I should... didn't do this on purpose. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I did know that this was the beginning, the real beginning, because you kind of saw the only other episode that had Michael Maria bits, because you saw when she dreamed about him in a tuxedo. Oh, yeah. And that was the first, like, little inkling. And his hair was better in her yes, dream, which I all... <laughs> I love. He's got bad hair. It's just what it is. I know. I'm just, like, trying to imagine, like, what when women have dreams about me, what my hair looks like in them. Oh, it's a, it's a mohawk. Everyone knows. It's a mohawk? I don't know. I think I got to go to the gym before I can get a mohawk again. Oh, no. In your dream, you in these dreams, you also have a six-pack. Okay. You're, like, super filled. You know what I mean? Mohawk's one of those haircuts. Like you want to have a, you want to have the bod to go along with it. Yeah, I'm now picturing like doughy people with mohawk. It depends on how spiky of a hawk it is. I just threw out mohawk. Totally. I guess you could do like I I could do like Liberty spikes if I went full bore and was yeah. like I'm kind of like a bebop and rock steady type. You know what? 
when you get a haircut, you ha- your hair looks like quaffed. I bet, I bet the ladies in there dreaming about you, your hair is just quaffed. I think it's probably a little shorter on top than mm. it is right now. Uh-huh. And it probably has a little product in it. I don't think it goes that different. Right. I mean, right it's, now you're fucking it up so that as I look at you, I'm like, Ooh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to quaff it. I'm doing like no, the love okay, bump in that, the front. No! Are you talking about a love bump? No, I'm not talking about any bumps. I'm just like, it's, you know, because you have a natural curl to your hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's great. So like, if you put, I don't know what product you do use, but you put I, a little, <laughs> little mousse or something, you can maintain, I'm not, not a slick back, but like a, you know. A little sun with a little hold. Honestly, the only thing that I have pomade now because I there got it for go. free. Uh, I, I I rarely use it. I don't know if I've ever seen you with it. Uh, you like have. I've... It's just okay. I I use it in such a way where it's like it. I don't do like I don't lock it up or anything yeah. like that or go for a wet look. Um, but uh, the I thing mean, is, you have I'm dope hair. Everyone knows this. Oh, thank you so much. <sighs> this is in a corner to give you compliments. But yes, what? you have great hair. But yeah, so if we're if you if okay if you were in a a tuxedo as Michael is in this yeah. dream from three episodes ago, yeah, probably you wouldn't do your wild mane hair. Mm-hmm. You might do something a little bit more. I don't want to say sleek because I don't necessarily mean like slick. No, no, I like totally something a little bit. Yeah, when I'm doing like a more formal look, I really have two options. I do like a more structured producty thing yeah. which i don't love or i take the formal wear cash i do like a loose tie or like yeah. a fun belt or like non-traditional shoes or something uh-huh. like that and then i keep the hair wild so yeah. it's like oh here's like like a lyle love it look uh i fucking love lyle love it no i that said is... it sort of to tease you but also because kind of you don't look like Lyle Lovett at no, all. No, 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 no. But, but now like, I have like a new. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I think he does that with his hair. He lets his hair be. Oh, yeah. No, Lyle Lovett has fantastic He's fucking... got great hair. He's, yeah. I feel like his hair is similar to yours in that it kind of does what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. But he w- does not wear a, bl- he doesn't wear black tie super buttoned up. Mm-mm. No, he's got a belt buckle or he's got, mm-hmm. you know, a funky shit. Like he will mix He'll it up. He'll do like He'll boots do a... with a belt buckle and then like a white shirt under a blue jacket. Yes. That's like Lyle Lovett. I think, you know Fuck, I should start dressing like Lyle Lovett. I think Lyle Lovett could be a style icon for you. More than, (laughs) I'm going to try to tie it back, so. uh, More than (laughs) Michael, who we noted, only wears black. But if you only wear black, things are not going to fade at the same speed. Exactly. So you're not going to, you're going to be in a monochrome look, not really an all black look. No, absolutely. And uh, I know the pain of that very well because on a day today, that is a black t shirt and black jeans. Yeah, currently is... you are wearing a black graphic <laughs> tee and mm-hmm. black pants. I mean, yep. I am also wearing black pants. But... I came from work, though. But also, yeah, I would dress like this any to... other day. Hold on. At your... Are you a stagehand? Where do you work? You... Do you have to wear all black at work? No, I'm not on stage on this particular job, so I don't have to wear like stage blacks, but uh-huh. I tend to wear mostly black uh, to work anyway, even if it's like not on stage. Because you'll get stuff on you? Um, I mean, because you could dress as flamboyant as you want, right? Because you're not in shots. 
I guess, yeah, I don't know. Well, so what it really comes down to is I cut my teeth in camera department. Okay. And I had a very particular DP who sort of like trained me for a couple of years. And black t-shirt and jeans was sort of like his uniform that he preferred, even though we were in the field and not on a stage. So it was like, I guess I just got into the habit of like, I own a shit ton of black t-shirts and black jeans. All right. Yeah. Um. Though you're wearing brown shoes. Yeah. So you do mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so the, the listener can picture you. Uh, you're not quite a Michael. No, no. Though he wore jeans, because you see his cuffs. We think that possibly Levi's sponsored this episode. Yeah, okay. Because, do you want to talk about it? I do, but go ahead and set it up. I was just going <laughs> to say, as we were watching, uh, Colin... I was trying to focus on the cute banter. <laughs> oh, you're abducting me. Stuff this happening. Is, this is right when uh, Maria's car breaks down feet from a motel. Conveniently. And, and they get into an argument about sleeping in the car or not. Even yeah, though- well, he's like, fine, we'll sleep in the car. And she's like, are you joking? You want me to sleep in here with you? Mm-hmm. And they don't look up to see. But, the- okay, you know what? It is worth it for the gag. Of he's fussing with a a box in the back of like her junk. Be careful with that; it's delicate. <laughs> and then it it starts to blow itself up, and it's a inflatable alien that blows itself up, and so its head pokes out. I have a matching one in my apartment. <laughs> uh, so that was a great. That was a fun gag. It was worth the futzing for that gag, but it is funny. So we have one scene where Michael and Maria look up, and there's a motel mm-hmm. thirty feet away, <laughs> and then later. Max, Isabel, and Liz are in a horrible traffic jam that they don't know when it's ever going to lighten up. And they look up, and there is both the motel and the Jetta are, again, 30 to 40 feet away. <laughs> like, all it would take is a, cl- a quick survey of the land around them. Well, and not even a survey. They're driving on a desolate <laughs> desert highway. This is, like, literally one of zero landmarks for miles. I think it's an inside joke. I'm choosing to believe it's an inside joke. In the plot, like, is it like just conv- like in the stage direction says, uh, motel of convenience? I, I guess I don't know. It seems so, it seems like they're not trying to make us work very hard for it in this no, one. No, they just want to get every ultimately, they want to get everyone in the hotel room, right? Including Kyle. Yeah, oh my god, Kyle fucking shows up, which I don't know if I ever met Kyle before or if I did. He was probably just like a montage scene of Julie Benz asking sexy questions to students. Yes, I think you saw him in that montage um, because Liz blew him off pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And he kind of still thought that she was his girlfriend. And then later she had to be like, no, dude, you're like 100% nom. She kept going on dates with him. That was the problem. She thought she was (laughs) dating him casually and he thought she was his girlfriend. And you can't have that difference of opinion about reality. Because right. one of you, it seems like then, is lying. Even though she, I think she was being honest, mm-hmm. but he's like, you're my girlfriend. And he's like, she's like, no, we just go on dates. Right. It's Ooh, tough. What a sticky wicket. It's a sticky wicket because it's not even friends with benefits because it's not even that different. It's just, she's just kind of like, I can see other, pe- I can stop seeing you and see other people and do both at the same time at any moment mm-hmm. without any guilt. And he's like, no, no, but I love you. It's like, no, dude, not into it. So here's the thing with this discrepancy of realities that they're sharing. Yes. Who's the jerk? 
the show wants us to think Kyle's a jerk, but I think I think Liz is being a jerk because she is he's being pretty open about his feelings. He's very okay. he's like the anti Michael. He's being very open about his feelings. Okay. So like if she was really being empathetic to him, I think she could be like, Oh, Kyle, you want something I'm not in the same place as you. She could be but that's a hard conversation. It, it is, and but she, I think she's sixteen, so I'll cut her slack. But right, if but here's the thing, if I maybe I missed this scene, yeah. but the way he's being super possessive of her kind of speaks to it. Um, but if he's saying like, "No, we're more than just like casually dating yeah. because I love you and I want to be your boyfriend," then she has to at least say like, "I like going out with you sometimes, but I'm not taking this seriously." Yeah. And if you fail to say that, you could fail to say that until the person who really, really likes you yeah. explicitly says that. Then you have to own up to it and be like. Yeah, and she does. In a couple episodes, it might have been just the last episode. It's okay. been a couple weeks since we um, had a new app. But she did, at one point, he, her grandmother is sick. This was a couple weeks ago. Okay. Her grandmother was sick. He kept coming to the hospital. And at some point, she was like, you need to stop coming. And he's like, but I'm for you. And she's like, oh, also his friends beat up Max really bad. Ooh. But he didn't know that they were doing that, but they did it for him. It was complicated. <laughs> and so she's like, your friends beat up Max. And he's like, what? I did nothing to do with that. And she's like, it doesn't matter. We are over. It's d- I'm done. And so like she, by this episode, she has told him explicitly. Right. We're done. Well, and that's and why he gets being, all creepy so, stock boy. Yeah, he's her. very, he's very bitter. But also, stalking her or following them to the hotel is weird. Yeah. And bad. Uh, and also entering someone else's hotel room. Bad. You can't just go I mean, into Isabel some- does it too. <laughs> it's bad anytime you do it. This is true. I was, the only two people in that hotel room should have been our goddamn Eminem. I know. Michael Would have been great. Maria. They should have been having their whisper conversation that we invented. Uh, that would, yeah. Um, but I do think there is, I do empathize with Kyle's frustration because we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, no, Where it hurts. They ju- it hurts, and they just broke up, and it's so fucking obvious that Liz and Max want to be together and maybe already are together, but they're playing this game. Max is like, I've never been in love. I don't even know Liz. And it's like, stop it. Uh-huh. Like, for Kyle, like, it's going to hurt him to know the truth, but also he's not going to be able to, like, stop obsessing about it until it's right in his face because they're playing too coy it's like you know but if here's my thing about that if you think he has the sort of emotional maturity to where it's like well once they just admit it i'll be fine i don't think he's gonna be fine no he won't but that's he's just gonna keep being a bully yeah he's gonna have other reasons to be mad but right now like and i guess maybe it's just my my obsessive person. Like, I want to know. Now, mm. once I know, I'm not actually going to be happier. Right. But I will not be happy until I know. But here's the thing. Liz already told you. It's over. Fucking Nanya. Yeah, I know. Sorry, Kyle. Okay, like, but you, I know that you want to know, but you Topol- don't get to fucking know. It's none of your fucking business, Kyle. I know, but Topolsky is literally making him ask Max, have you ever been in love before? What is Topolsky's fucking motive? And oh. obviously this episode ends with some like, yes, we're well, going to find we out saw, more. I don't know if you noticed, we saw her send encrypted messages from her phone, from her computer. Interesting. Yes, that's called her, I think they called her special agent. 
Topolsky. Or Agent Topolsky. Okay. So now we know she's working for somebody. Yeah, the NBI or something Probably, like that. Yeah. Um, Certainly not the federal. That would be wild. Bureau of Investigation. It's a state bureau of investigation. Probably the Nevada Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. <laughs> it was formed after 1940, the, the, <laughs> after the crash. Um. So yeah, so we've got a lot going on. We've I yeah we've officially seen the birth and you missed it last week. Mm-hmm. There were weird stirrings of Michael Liz flirting with each other. Wait, what? Yeah, it was pretty but, crazy. But he's now it's too late. He doesn't I, even know he's truly in yeah, love with no, Maria. Exactly. I guess. So like it was a small window. So from the end of the last episode to the first till he steals Maria's car, that's the window of where I'm like, okay, if you want to write a fic or believe they can uh-huh. get together, that's where that so it's like now 20 minutes of total screen time. Yep. So for 20 minutes, if you want to believe Michael, that they're called polar because they're opposites. Um, I shouldn't okay. make that. If you if you like Michael Liz, good for you. you but you're not for, gonna ship shame the polar. I shouldn't, cause live your life. <laughs> but for me, the polar polar is dead now. Okay. Polar caps melted. It's all about the candy, cause <laughs> these kids are they got so much. They got chemistry. They're damaged. They're damaged in similar ways. Yeah. They both want to get out of Roswell. And there's no way. He's not digging. Maria's like kind of halfway between hairstyles. Yes. Look, it's like what it's is? I gotta put like two bobby pins in this. He's liking her Levi's pants that match her jacket. That type one. Oh yeah, yeah. As I was telling you, I owned those type one jeans and type one jacket. The jacket I had for over a decade. Wow. I love that jacket so much. If I could give it to you right now, I would. I'm so sorry that it's... I've got a lot of jackets right now, so I'm kind of like, I, I don't feel the hurt, but seeing seeing, seeing her in the matching seeing a set... Seeing girl in that set in 1999. Was that 99? Yeah, that's when it came out. Okay, so... Yeah, that... I'm trying to think because... Full disclosure. Um, I... Wore that to my freshman year homecoming dance. Ah, was the matching jeans cool. and denim jacket. Oh, you wore the whole Canadian taxi. I did, yeah. Interesting. So yeah. you weren't quite g- channeling Lyle Love It yet. No, no, not then. And also, I had uh, like hair past my shoulders, okay. which uh, my um, platonic girlfriends uh, convinced me would be fun. If I came over to their house before the dance so they could straighten it, and so it, like, went past my nipples, and I looked like a fucking Michael Jackson in a Canadian tuxedo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did they do makeup? Did you do, like, eyeliner and stuff? No, I wasn't, like, in, like, you know, ninth grade or whenever it was. I wasn't cool enough to be androgynous yet. Well, like, I didn't now know, I would go yeah, for it. Yeah, I didn't know what the power of these girls was over you because... <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> It's about as as you could imagine it. Well, in the episode we're about to watch, we are going to see a flashback to high school. Oh, okay. And I've already seen Sneak Peek, and we see Alex, who we did not see OG Alex in this episode, but New Mexico Alex Uh is a little goth boy. He has eyeliner on. Cool. That's great. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. All right. And you're going to... 
you're gonna have to remind me how all the things are because my my girl my main girl maria in new mexico yeah is like kind of the street smart bartender right yes i think that's all i remember isabel i'll, I'll remember Isabel's when we watch blonde. It. it you'll figure it out there's a dead sister we're gonna find out oh, how yeah, dead, dead sister, sister died. Oh, there's a lot for me. I gotta catch you up on a lot, and then we're gonna learn a lot. It's gonna be exciting. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, <laughs> thanks. Bye. Well, 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 well. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect you to start it up. <laughs> Sorry, that was wow, wow, wait, wow, wow. It was a, it was a lot. Okay, um, we just watched an episode of Roswell, New Mexico, entitled "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Oh, which is the name of a Nirvana song. It is. (laughs) There was no Nirvana in this episode. Uh -uh. There was Bright Eyes, which is sort of the Nirvana of the odds. No, inaccurate entirely. Okay, then who's the Nirvana of the odds? I don't know. Um, the Nirvana of the odds. It would be someone like game changer because Nirvana's the whole thing people say about Nirvana is they completely changed popular culture. Like Jay Z. Like N E R D. Uh, could oh, be. Oh, maybe. No, N E R D didn't have a lasting um. influence. Who's the Nirvana of our time? Not of our time, of the aughts. Because we are now in a whole nother time. But the aughts is our time. That's when we were like in high school or like young college or (laughs) No, it's true. I mean, is it Fallout Boy? Nah. Nah. Nah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we'll have to noodle on it. Okay, yeah. Right before the um uh, the bright eyes moment though, which was a bit on the nose. It was uh, perfect, cause they they really I thought were being fairly restrained with the music cues until that uh-huh. point. Cause like I was kind of surprised. I expected more. Like, um, have you ever watched BoJack Horseman? Uh, just a few episodes. They do it different ways. They do an '80s flashback, and they also do a '90s flashback. Mm-hmm. And in those, there's like a song that's like, "It's a '90s flashback song," oh, okay. and whatever. So like, it I expected like a song. I expected it all to be music that was like a song to place you in 2008. Yes, exactly. Like, are did you forget what year it is? Let me remind you. And I don't feel this like this is they a song did that. 2008. <laughs> exactly. And I don't feel like they did that until the Bright Eyes moment, and it almost made the Bright Eyes moment feel then more earned. And well, also, right, right before that, they were playing Dashboard by Modest Mouse, which is a very that's 2008. True, song. but I felt like they kept it, you know, uh-huh. they didn't play Float On. Well, Float On was like 2002. Sure, but that would have been the song that if you heard it, you'd be like, I got to think about this song instead of what's happening. Okay. Or maybe you felt that way about this song. I've, Modest Mouse is one of my favorite bands. Okay. But, but yeah. Do you, I don't feel like it's as. I mean, are you trying to say they're the Nirvana of the aughts? No, I don't think so. They they weren't as popular as I think they should have been. I think that's valid. Yeah. The Nirvana of the aughts. It's going to bug me. We could start another podcast just called the Nirvana of the aughts. Where we try to. What's that? Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Would it be... (laughs) If it's Lincoln Park, I would suggest that it's Limp Bizkit. 
Because Limp Bizkit really was more influential than Linkin Park. Interesting. I feel like it's probably in the realm the I feel like it's in the realm probably of like rap pop yeah. R&B. I feel like it's probably in that realm versus rock cuz I don't know that rock cuz like the next seminal rock band I think or this next time would probably be like The Strokes, but I don't know that that changed rock so much as took it to a to a place the, but that place wasn't didn't feel like as big of a revolution right it felt like it was going to be like in 2002 yes i thought every band was going to be kind of like pseudo psychedelic garage rock forever yeah. and that's right. all pop music was ever going to be again yeah uh didn't pan out that way unfortunately um i'm sorry no it's quite all right i've moved on uh, <laughs> you say such things. Okay, this episode is too much what, happening for us what to happened? talk about <laughs> the Nirvana of the odds because we don't have an answer. And we're not getting it, apparently. Not, no. Okay. okay, so this was a full-on, there, it was bookended yep. with um, modern scenes, but it was pretty much all flashback starting with 20, 2004. Yeah, big Which, 2004. That, was a, that scene took a turn. I had no idea. So we start with Max, Isabel, and Michael in a tent celebrating. I guess they, ha- they have chosen to share a birthday. Um, so they all decide to hang out instead of going to a boy-girl party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Isabel like, needs to get some snacks or pee or something. I, I assume she was going to go pee. Something. Yeah. Some, some girl activity. And then... Mm. They hear screams in the distance. Yeah. So Mac- Max and Michael, they run out. and There's a, v- a vagrant stealing Isabel. And I'm laughing only because it's shocking. It was shocking. Because he, like, so he was dressed in modern clothes. But yes. in my head, I saw him wearing red long johns with the two buttons undone in the back and his butt sticking yes. out. And he you had know what a- he looks like? And it could be that actor. Who did he look like? Too Many Cooks. He looked like the guy who shows up in Too Many Cooks and murders everyone. That is the weirdest poll. But do you disagree? <laughs> no, I don't disagree. I think he's a cross between Too Many Cooks, man. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it was Christopher Lloyd in Dennis the Menace. It was Christopher Lloyd and Dennis <laughs> That is those two characters but, smooshed together makes this vagrant to me. Now, here's an interesting thing. I know we're very excited about seeing uh, 2019 Lyle Lovett, Colin. Uh, I can't wait for his debut. But maybe not Chris, no, Dennis the Menace, no. Christopher Lloyd, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. He's so, oh, I no. already eat apples with a knife like that, which I got from him. I think is a cool, uh, it's a cool look. <laughs> And I got complimented on how I eat my apples recently. Okay, what if you look like Lyle Lovett uh-huh. with the air of je ne sais quoi of Christopher Lloyd from, from Dennis the Menace? Because I can support that. I'd say the je ne sais quoi of Christopher <laughs> Lloyd from Dennis the Menace is the worst part about him. That, he but, is a child abductor. He's a child abductor, but he has very stringy hair. And he's... He's very creepy, and he really so creepy. You believe, and it's a kids' movie, but you believe he would murder Dennis. 
Which yeah, there are very few kids movies where you think the bad guy. Like if you like, we recently rewatched. Um, when I say we, just friends of mine and I. I don't. <laughs> you were not here. Um, but I recently rewatched uh, Home Alone two, uh-huh. and Tim Curry is the is like the bat is like coming after him. But you never think like Tim Curry is going to to murder Kevin well, McAllister. Tim Curry is not the bad guy. Oh, I mean, Harry and Lloyd are still the bad. They're the real danger. Tim Curry all- will get him in trouble, maybe. Tim Curry is his antagonist for the first three quarters of the movie. Yeah, but I would and say then, that Harry and Lloyd present an actual date. Like, Harry and Lloyd would no, kill but, that no, kid. No, they wouldn't. They are too, they wouldn't. Not in the way that Christopher Lloyd would kill. And I know that this is a hard, you know, analogy for me to make, but uh-huh. I don't think, yes, Harry and Lloyd think, if I could get my hands on that little kid, I'd kill him. <laughs> but no, they wouldn't. Not the way... Christopher Lloyd would genuinely slit the throat of that little blonde boy. Well, here's the thing about the Christopher Lloyd, Dennis the Menace thing. Murdering that child would be just the beginning of his night. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't think about it again. There would be, oh, no, I was going to say he's a product killer. He needs the body for stuff. Well, that's the other thing is I think, well, okay. Lloyd would cry. Or is it Harry and Lloyd? Harry and... Uh, Harry and, uh, is it not Lloyd? Or am I just saying that because of Christopher Lloyd? It, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Okay. Definitely Daniel Stern calls bald Joe Pesci Harry. Yeah. Harry, don't move. And then Joe oh. Pesci calls the other one, we're not the Wet Bandits. Lloyd? I think it's Lloyd. All right, let's call it Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd, or Daniel Stern. Would oh. be very upset. He would never sleep again if he hurt. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, because as much as he's like that little kid, he's not really trying to hurt. He really just wants to steal stuff and get a reputation. Yeah, wants, and I think yeah, he wants celebrity. So here's the thing: if Joe Pesci, if Harry did take it to that level that yeah. they're like talking, and he actually follows through with it and kills Kevin McAllister, and now Lloyd is in on in for a penny, in for a pound. Has to get rid of the body, interesting, from what we just watched. Yes. But I think Joe Pesci, in like a week or two, would then have to go kill uh, Lloyd. I think he would, I think or would then, have to kill, yeah, would have to yeah, kill Yeah, I him. think by then Lloyd is already at the police. I don't think so. I think, he, I think he turns to the drink. I think he's not sleeping. I think he calls Harry a lot, and he's like, Harry, I need to see you, man. Like, we got to talk about this thing. He's like, I told you we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, you're right. Harry's got to kill him. Uh, but that's what happens when you cover up a murder. There's a ripple effect. Yeah. So it kind of all begins that night, it seems. We don't really know. And we don't know much about this. Because va- like the other thing is this vagrant, they're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So there's a piece, too, of are we going to find out that this vagrant is related to the alienness of things? Right. Is he there to spark something in, the, in these aliens? Because, like, for some reason, these three people were sent from another planet, right. raised in eggs, hatched out of the eggs when they were eight, and then have grown into people. So, like, we don't know what their purpose is. And, and Isabel brings that up explicitly in this episode. Like, are they here to kill people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that why they're on Earth? We don't know. So, so it could be that this, this vagrant too-many-cooks guy is... <laughs> 
a tr- is there to be a trigger, or it could just be a coincidence. But either way, Max kills him. Yeah, kills him super hard with his glowy hand. Yep, start stops his heart, and then and from that point, from that moment, which is when they're I think fourteen. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Isabel has off and on has black is one becomes very moody, but that's teenagerness. And then she has weird blackout things where she doesn't remember where she is. She wakes up in places she didn't know where she started. So that so we're supposed to know that that's happened between age fourteen and eighteen because we miss all of that time. But do they mention like, oh, she's having her blackouts again, or does it? Yeah, just start- he says uh, Max says she she's having her blackouts again, but we don't okay. know how many times or for what length of time mm-hmm. between 14 and 18. Because it could have been like around the time 14 and then didn't happen for four years. We right. don't know. Okay. But okay. she's definitely having again. And she, and she is very moody. She's very, she does not like that her brothers are going away to college, um, which I guess I get. Mm-hmm. She's sad to be alone. And she doesn't seem to have figured out a post-college career, a post-high school career for Yeah. Herself. And that was a moment when uh, they they confront her about that mm-hmm. and Max screams in her face. Uh, she's like, what am I supposed to do? She's like, live your life. <laughs> Which is valid. Um, and He wants to go to Europe. He wants to go to Europe and be a writer, which who doesn't? Sounds great to me. Um, and then and little, uh, little Michael has gotten a full ride to uh, the State University. Mm-hmm. So they both have so he's not really going anywhere. I guess uh, he's going I mean, to Albuquerque. Roswell's a small town, yeah. yeah. Um, or Las Cruces. I'm not sure which. Not 100% either. Yeah. I, I think there, I mean, there's a few uni- universities in Mexico, I think. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know which one's the main one. Gotcha. It could be. Is it Santa Fe? I don't know. Go I Lobos. <laughs> ABQ. Um, <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to all of Mogi's Albuquerque listeners. Yeah, all, all, all y'all. Um, but yeah, so it's. It's uh, it's interesting to see because the Isabel that we meet because she also portrays herself when we in when she's a grown up not mm-hmm. right now she's going through some stuff when we first met her she's like I run the high school reunion and I'm Miss Perfect and I have this image to uphold and it's interesting because we found out that in high school she did not ever shit together she was pretty degaff from what I could tell. She was degaff. I mean, she was cool. I mean, she's always been cool. Uh-huh. She kind of was cooler in she some ways. She doesn't seem cool as an adult. Like, she seems like a bummer as an adult. Yeah, but she's going. We haven't seen her in her normal life. Well, I just mean, like, in the sense. So I only know her from episode three, and then now I've seen her in high school. Yeah. But, like, in her day-to-day that I'm familiar with, she seems like a like kind of a control freak and just sort of like generally rude and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, we saw her have like fun sex with her husband. Oh, you didn't see it, but she did. She had... uh, was this after the garden party with Land Before Time? Uh, it was before that. It was when she, uh, before, see, that's the thing is it's all since in the episode you saw and most of the series, uh-huh. she's dealing with the fact that her brother revealed their secret. Oh, and we know too. she has PTSD. She doesn't even know how bad her PTSD is, but she has PTSD from all of these things from her childhood, mm-hmm. and now her brother has exposed them. Right. So I think, not to cut her slack, but I just feel like we haven't seen 
I don't feel like we've seen the Isabel that Noah fell in love with. I don't feel like we've seen the Isabel maybe that there could be. But mm-hmm. high school Isabel, pretty fun. I mean, she's a mess, but yeah. like, well, enjoyable and, to watch. And here's the thing. So she's having these blackouts. So one of the major things that sort of leads to like what's going on with Isabel yeah. is her relationship with Rosa before the it's like, inscrutable. The, okay, when they're alone... You, there are strong Isabel wants to hook up with Rosa vibes. Yeah, like I don't know that it feels super mutual. Rosa seems a little bit uncomfortable with it, and she does at one point say like, "Isabel, you're too intense. Like, stop." Mm-hmm. So, and we don't really have a, an idea of what Rosa Rosa's Rosa is in the middle of stuff. Because she's just quit drugs, mm-hmm. and that's her, like, entire identity. Mm-hmm. She has, and this is a secret that you don't know, but we found out last week, Her, she just found out her biological father is actually Kyle's dad. Yeah. What? Not the dad who lives in her house. And Kyle's dad is a former drug addict, who okay. is, or former alcoholic, or whatever, who's rec- in recovery. And that's the one she's like, a father figure offered to help me get clean. <sighs> it's her biological father, Kyle's dad. Oh. And of course, her sister doesn't know this. Her dad doesn't know she knows. So she's carrying like this big, heavy stuff. Plus, she's trying to get clean. Mm-hmm. And people are, for some reason, which maybe I didn't hang out with that many druggies in high school. Mm-hmm. But it seems like a lot of vitriol. To throw at someone for just not doing drugs anymore. Right. They vandalize her car. They vandalize her car. Uh, they're they're yeah, they're like they kind of attack her. I get that they want her to sell them drugs, but like <laughs> once she doesn't sell drugs anymore, don't you just find another person to buy drugs right. from? I mean, here's the thing. If it is just a dealer and patron relationship, you think once the once Rosa stops selling them drugs, they just forget all about her. Exactly. Because they like, need drugs. Totally. Like, I could see if, if they she... were homies and they were doing drugs together all the time. But even so, wouldn't it just be like, you aren't, like, I could see, like, I do drugs, you don't do drugs anymore. I'm not going to call you in, on Friday nights anymore because mm-hmm. I know what I want to do and I don't really want your sober ass around. Like, that right. makes sense to me. But, like, I'm going to vandalize your car because you don't want to do drugs with me? I think what it is is like you think you're better than me all of a sudden. I, I have I can sympathize with that. I, I don't think I have that. That is not the. It's a it's a bullshit move. Yeah, I don't think I have like the context for that in my like repertoire. Right. I have all kinds of reasons I've resented been mad at people. Uh huh. But. Usually it's not like you don't want to be a you don't want to fuck up in the way I'm fucking up. What are you too yeah. cool for school? It's like probably I I think it's because I feel so justified and righteous in all my choices. Like I think I I like I never think the other person is better than me. Mm-hmm. So like why what am I gonna waste my time? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. think you're better than me? I already know I'm better. So what sure. are you doing? I get it. You just fucking hair flip their ass. <laughs> I think so I think that's my I think that's where my character flaw is more more than like I'm so mad at you for 
and it's not even like you're making healthy choices. It's just like she's just making different choices. Right. It's not like she turned you into the cops. I mean, do we know anything more about that relationship, or is that just kind of sprung on us? It's just kind of sprung, and it's weird, too. And this is just backstory, and I think when I rewatched the series, like, I'm sure, I don't think it's a retcon. I think it's just, like, I was connecting dots that weren't supposed to be connected. Okay. Because I was confused about the original accident that Rosa was in. My understanding, or my thought was, Rosa was driving drunk and hit these two girls. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought the thing was. But they were just They're in the car. So they're two adult women, or not adult, they're two teen girls who have a history of drug problems who got in the car with a, everyone thinks, Mm -hmm. got in a car with an inebriated peer. Mm Mm-hmm. And the three of them were killed yeah, in a horrible which is accident. Very sad. It's, it's, but it's, yeah. things like that happened where I grew up. No one vilified the driver as if the other two people in the car mm-hmm. were tricked into the car. How are they victims? Right. And I was thinking about this and like so. And I, I should guess- say how are they obviously they're victims in like a larger sense, but like it's not yeah. like there was also there was a, a kid in my high school who was crossing the street and got hit by a car. That kid is a victim, and if you wanted to vilify the driver of the car who hit him, I, I, it's not nice. It, mm-hmm. The society you should, you should be forgiving. But, like, I get that. Like, that right. dynamic makes sense. It, the dynamic of being mad at the driver when they're all about the same age mm-hmm. and all have a history of drug use. And they were friends. And they were The town friends. at large doesn't know that they've had a falling out. No. Because otherwise your cover-up story doesn't work. <laughs> no, unless you're You have to get them to all say... in the car together because all three of them have been friends, presumably all throughout high school. Unless it's one of those things where, like, and this is not a race, but, like, thing, but, like, unless the, the two other girls were, like, whitewashed by the story. Mm-hmm. But even it could be a, It could even be a race thing, It though, could be a race thing. Because... But, like, but why were they in the car? Why did they get... I mean, we've all seen that episode, A Saved by the Bell, where they go to the toga party and they mm-hmm. drink, and then the driver of the car, Lisa, is not really that drunk, but then Screech is being a crazy person, and he pulls and he grabs the steering wheel, and then they hit a thing. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Classic mm-hmm. tale. And yes, that's a tale of the person driving wasn't that drunk. Yeah. But- if they left Screech at the party, they all would have got home <laughs> fine. They really would have. The moral of the story <laughs> is- Ditch your lamest friend. <laughs> no, but I guess it's just, I don't know. And again, I grew up in a, uh, I mean, I did grow up where there were drunk driving accidents. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't imagine, a t- and I didn't grow up in a small town, though. Uh, I can't imagine three girls around the same age, all with the same history of drug use or mm-hmm. drinking or whatever, getting in a car accident. And you blame the driver for killing the passengers. Well, I, I can't imagine uh, I can't imagine a world where, like, because the way Liz was talking about yeah. it when she was confronting Max was that the townsfolk came out with torches and pitchforks yes. and was like, we're driving you, like, out of the town and, like, you're no longer going to be part of our community right. and yada, yada, yada. I can't imagine a town that does that because of a fucking tragedy, even if it was too sober victims in a separate vehicle and a yeah. drunk driver hits them like i don't see the town i i've never experienced anything like a town rallying to vilify 
But I guess that fucking kind of shit happens, right? Yeah, people are assholes. I, yeah, and Phoebe just is like small town versus not small town, and also the racial component is a big component right. that we should ignore because the fact that Liz's father is undocumented, uh huh, is and a thing that comes up a lot in those conversations, right. which honestly should have nothing to do with anything. Well, and if you look at the specifics of the vandalism to Rosa's car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty clear there was a racial component yeah. to it. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but no, this episode gave us so much. I know. we're <laughs> There's so much. Okay. And it's... I think it's sweet. Okay, so it's sweet that Rosa, like, doesn't want Liz to see what the people vandals wrote on the car. Right. And that's part of her thing. Mm-hmm. And then Liz is so mean to Rosa. Yeah, you got to get in the tragic, like, last argument. But, I mean, it was good. So they get to, in this episode, in the diner, um, they spill milkshakes and dance in the (laughs) aftermath to Counting Crows, perhaps the Nirvana of our generation. I mean, it was probably the Nirvana of the Mogi household. It was the Nirvana of the Mogi household. Um, And then... Uh, a few brief days later, mm-hmm. they get into a screaming match in the diner. Yep. It's very emotional. And then, <laughs> buddy boy. Oh, Jesus, Max. <laughs> so, yeah, Rosa has just walked away. And we know Rosa has walked away for the last time. Yeah. No one else knows that. But They're Liz screaming. said, and Liz said, you are our mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our then, alcoholic, neglectful mother. And then Rosa's like, no, I'm not because I didn't move out and leave you forever. Because yeah. you, because I'm here, aren't I? I'm like, here, aren't oh, I? Oh shit! And then she isn't. Yeah, but, she goes off to be. But murdered. you're right, doofus boy. Oh my god! <laughs> Without missing a beat, doesn't even walk up and say like, "Are you okay? Is Rosa okay?" Um, that seemed really intense. Like, do you need to talk about it? Like, there are ways that you could approach your crush after they've clearly had this emotional interaction. Sure. But that's not what he does. No, he's straight to the point. It's like, I got a car. Because that's what they were arguing about. <laughs> yes. Liz and wanted the car, and Rose is like, do, no, I'm stealing to it to fucking... Project. I'm stealing it to leave this town forever. Well, she didn't say that, but yeah, that's not funny. Yeah. And then... And then Liz is like, you know what? I'm going to start acting like adult Liz. I'm tired of this teen Liz person I've been. Uh-huh. What if we just didn't do homework and we just like went to the desert and drank beers? This is the best day of my life. Ugh. And then I bright thought eyes. You for a second, I thought you were doing best day of my life. No, I'm doing bright eyes. Sorry. It's a little bright eyes thing. I thought you were making the interesting choices. What's, what's that song that you were singing? Um, I think it's like Howie Day or something. This is right. the best day of my life. It might be post two thousand eight. Okay, I'll I'll text it to you. Thanks. It can be a nice little earworm for you. <laughs> um. So yeah. So oh man. So they <sighs> go and they do a little dance. Meanwhile, we haven't even talked about the other primary ship of this program oh yeah yeah yeah. where yeah. they get a whole storyline some of the young age makeup is a little distracting it's a little caked on wait so remind me of the name of these three players daddy 
eyeliner and then uh, yeah. and and Michael. Okay, so we have <laughs> Michael, Alex, <laughs> Alex, and then Daddy's name is Sergeant Sergeant Ma- Bad Master, Dad, Master Sergeant Mains. I can't remember his first name right off. Okay. Jackson, maybe. Okay, so so to catch me up from where I was last time. Yeah. Um, shit. What was his name again? Um, Master Sergeant Daddy. Master Sergeant Daddy, and then Alex. Alex. So Alex in 1999 Roswell was played by Colin, Colin Hanks. Hanks. Yes. In uh, current timeline, pretty unrelated character. Yeah, not he's a lot. Well, lost he a, a limb in service, yes. and he's also an out gay man. Whereas, he's out. Okay. Um, he was not. I mean, the character Alex Whitman in uh, original Roswell is identifies as straight. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but not so, that that's a huge deal, but that's they're they're very, also doesn't have a military. Has like a very like sweet dope, dopey father. Like d- mm-hmm. did not grow up like this. This Alex had a very tough childhood. So the thing they really have in common is the name, and not much other than that. One hundred percent. Gotcha. And they're friends with Liz and okay. Maria. That's but it. so in two thousand eighteen. Uh, Max is or no? I'm sorry, not Max. Uh, Alex is out. Yes. Okay. And he's pretty much out from like we found out last week. He was pretty much out from like puberty. His, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But then he's but then he goes to the military during the don't ask don't tell era, so he had to go back into the closet at least yeah, for a little while. For a little bit. Well, and it's interesting. I wonder because I don't think we see it in this episode. Mm-hmm. But when he goes to the military, like, at what point does he go to college first? Because Uh-oh. his father is so horrible. Yeah. And his, he does not seem to be a military boy. Right. Yeah. Right? So in like, high school. In high school. So like, you don't see that path how for him. He, I mean, yes, he has a horrible father who probably could have forced him slash tricked him slash mm-hmm. done something to him to make him go. But we don't really see how he gets from... Uh, how he gets from emo boy because he's uh, he is quite emo. Yeah, he's got like the emo piercings. He's got the eyeliner. He's got the necklace with the handcuffs, mm-hmm. which I have not seen in so long. Have you seen that before? It's a very hot topic. Oh, uh, okay. Um, usually I feel like it's like you have longer hair that kind of like covers it. <laughs> no, it those bowl- girls didn't put those on you. Um. Yeah, you have like a center part. Uh uh-huh. like, Yeah. Um. Those were the days. I think also maybe girls wear it too. Okay. The handcuff necklace. It's like you could do that or ball bearings or spikes. I remember the ball bearings with like a very like fat ball bearings with a, a mm-hmm. pretty heavy gauge hemp wrapped oh, around yes. it. That was like I was punk rock. In eighth grade, but in ninth grade, I smoked pot. It was like a transitional. <laughs> now I'm like gothic-ish. Like kind of like crunch. Like I'm leaning crunchy. By yeah, senior year, I avoided all of this. I was like, "You seem crunchy. I gotta go. I can't crunch." <laughs> you couldn't escape your childhood home, though. No, I had to. That was. <laughs> I am Alex, but instead of a evil military father. I had some crunchy grooves at home, and I had to go. I had to have a shack. I found a shack where I would listen to non-crunchy grooves. Every song was three minutes or less. 
No jams. Oh, man. It's like three minutes. We're just kind of figuring out what the song's going to be. <laughs> no. The most like thing I connect to, and this is not quite a jam, uh-huh. but that scene in Wayne's World where he goes to buy the guitar mm-hmm. and it's like no stairway that's how i feel about jams no jams yeah, all right. don't jam <laughs> uh, but anyway <laughs> we get to see michael and alex mm-hmm. kind of have their first flirtation like alex is pretty first he's kind of a being a dweeb and he's like hey don't steal the the guitar from the music team it's like mm-hmm. Is it, did you buy the guitar? I mean, is it foreshadowing the fucking copper stealing business that he's gonna, Michael's gonna That's have in the future? Stealing is an ongoing issue for them. Though I did, I did it off mic and I'll do it on mic. I was wrong. <laughs> the issue between Alex and Michael and Alex's dad is 100% that Alex's dad sucks, <laughs> is homophobic, and a jerk. It is not because Alex's dad doesn't like criminals. Wow. That is. I was wrong. That's crazy. I've never heard you say that. I'm not You've even going to. You heard gonna... me say it but off mic. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. But uh, <laughs> it doesn't count unless it's recorded. All right. Well, it's been recorded. I, I was know. wrong on this uh, instance. Totally cool. You're right about everything else. Um, oh, no, but that's actually true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know I like to hear that. So, yeah. So, so Alex <laughs> and Michael, we get to see. So Alex first is like, "Don't steal guitars." We're just like, "All right, slow mm-hmm. down." And then and he's then- like, "Oh, so it's true you live out of your truck, right?" Ah. Uh. And then Michael's like, "Is everything I hear about you true?" And Alex is like, "Yes, I'm gay <laughs> and cute." <laughs> what? Yes, clearly. Yeah. And then super. <laughs> Super true. And Michael's <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'm going to follow that away and move on with my life. Uh-huh. And then Alex is like, oh, by the way, I have a shack mm-hmm. that you can sleep in, which is so nice of him. It is. It's warm like, it's back so there. it's so kind. Yeah, it's like here, there's a warm place for you to sleep. But I did like the move. Alex was very clear in the, like, that's where I go to hang out. So yeah. it's not like, don't. Go sleeping in the shed if you don't want to. If you don't want yes, me around, but he's also saying I. My dad is a dick, right? So sometimes I get kicked out. So let me welcome you into an abusive home. <laughs> I guess, but it's like at the back of the home, and then uh, and so of course Michael on a cold night does take him. Oh, first it's prom. And oh, Kyle, yeah. which we knew Kyle was a bully, but now we get to see Kyle be a bully, and we think he probably called him that word. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fucking Kyle. Kyle sucks across both uh, planes of existence. Modern, adult, 2018 Kyle, I don't mind as much. I wish he had more. What's his deal? Do I, do He's I remember Dr. him? He's Dr. Kyle. I don't think I met him. Um, yeah, I don't remember if you got to see anything with him. Okay. Uh, he and Liz have hooked up a couple times. Presumably he- he's done some growing up since high school, hopefully. Some, but like... The more we find out about how bad he was, the more I want him to walk around with a sign that says, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if he's really, like, <laughs> deserves forgiveness from everyone yet. Um, but, yeah, so he was a dick to, to Alex, and then Alex and Michael, Alex, like, literally runs into Michael. And I was like, get out of my way. 
But that, I, but I, he didn't give him like a tough guy's shoulder brush, no. like a shoulder bump. No, he fucking on his way out, like caresses his back, yeah. which is kind of a cool move to make yeah. when you're dramatically leaving the scene. It was a pretty good move. I mean, the better move would be if Michael followed him. Right, but he but, didn't. He didn't get a chance because Liz followed him. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we all gonna follow him? Yeah, it'd be too much. Plus, it's not like Liz and Michael have any context for each other. It would have been. We. It would have been. So instead, a month passes, and Alex comes to visit Michael in a shack, carrying a guitar case. Mm-hmm. And then, when Michael opens it, he's surprised to find a guitar. <laughs> Which I get it. You have to fake it. If someone walks in with a guitar case, you can't like you gotta let them show you what's in it. Well, yeah, it's a guitar. <laughs> but like, if it's something else, then you're surprised. But you gotta be like, oh. Uh, which is very is a very nice gift. Those oh, it's very yeah, yeah. Um, and they have a moment. It's charged. Mm-hmm. Alex leans in for the kiss. He's denied. He pulls away. Michael yeah, pulls away. Michael pulls away and like does a little strummy strum, and it's like I loved the edit on that scene because yeah. he was like he just plays like three chords and then like midway through the fourth chord they just, just hard like, cut to the they're next like, scene. You get it. That's so funny. You're like, Alex is slowly dying. We get it. Yes. Uh, and then Michael's like, I want to do over. Yeah. Do over. Go see him at work. Go see him at work. At luckily, the, at the yes, UFO Emporium. Luckily, Alex has the kind of job that you can flip a sign and take a break. So he does. Yep. And he and Michael make out for the first, or kiss for the first time. Inside the UFO museum. Also to bright eyes. Well, yeah, because it's the same time that Liz and Max are not kissing. Mm-hmm. Which, fine. And then she's like, I can't kiss you because I'm going to go on a road trip. <laughs> and he's like, good call. They're, <laughs> they're better than the other dreamers. <laughs> They do. There's more stuff going on. I mean, they're like, they're like people who say <laughs> things and do things. The others, are, I think, are more. They're just doopy, loopy, and love teenagers. I don't care. It's fine. I don't yeah, want. I'm not talking shit on them. They're fine. I've never seen. No, I have seen a person like that. Yes, and you I'm have. Like, and you're fucking weird. You're nev- okay, here's the thing. You've never seen people in person like that and then thought, I wish there was a television show about you. <laughs> well, I've never seen this person. I'm going to be fucking vaguer than all hell. I've never seen this person like with a pair, with like a significant other of any kind. Oh, jeez. But like an equally bland significant oh. other would actually be kind of like fun to watch because it's like, oh, y'all are just like, Sitting at that end of the party, not even speaking to each other. <laughs> but I think, okay, and not to dive back into OG, uh-huh. but I think that the show recognizes that Liz is a little boring. I mean, it's in the script that her favorite flavor is vanilla. Yes, and Catherine Heigl, like, specifically, that Isabel is like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're super fucking lame. Yeah, and it's in the script that Max... Fixes the roof of the of the Jeep and is like, I wanted to keep you warm. Like, they are dopey with each other. I 
I think it's fine. I mean, I get the balance of my, Michael and Maria. It works out. And then sassy Isabel and goofy Alex. It's like, I get everything I need okay. from that crew. Um, and later, Kyle becomes a good part of the crew. Right now, he's the villain. Gotcha. They uh, work him back in, because uh, why not? Yeah, he goes through, like, a, he has, like, a, what do you call, uh, like, a, he reevaluates everything in his life and, um, like, has, like, a religious conversion. Oh. He becomes a Buddhist. Interesting. And it's just really interesting. Wow. And the actor is, like, good at delivering weird lines in a likable way. Okay. So. I enjoy it. All right, cool. Um, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh my god, we haven't even finished the Michael Alex song because Oh, I know. Okay. The next so next turn we're... is insane. So they make out and I guess it's pr- is it the same day? No. I that think would be they crazy. I think he fucking straight up locks the fucking UFO emporium oh and god. they go to the shed cuz they got to f- They got to. They got to. Oh my god. And Alex is like, "Have you ever done this before?" Not with like, the guy. And then and then Alex is like, kind of shrugs at him, like, obviously. <laughs> like, no shit. And then Michael's like, but but never with anyone that I like, like as much as I did like you. You're like, oh, boy. Yeah, it's oh such boys. a fucking line. But I think he means it. Uh, I don't think he does. Maybe. I mean, they are. I think, he, okay. They are moment, doinking 10 years later, and it's like a. Yeah. It seems like a, a big deal. I think it's a big deal. I mean, what happens next will make Michael never forget the night because they they is it post coital? I don't even remember. What's I think happening. it's yeah, it's yeah, post coital. Okay. So yeah, Michael doesn't have his shirt on. Sergeant yet. Lieutenant Bad Dad busts open the door, and at first you're like, oh oh no, he caught them. That's not it. No, then he worse. picks up a hammer, and you're like, oh fuck, what's gonna happen? And we know we do know that. Bad dad survives, so we're like, but there is a fear because like Michael has powers. Mm-hmm. Like Michael could, he could crush him. And he could make yeah. a hammer hit and him. At the, at the beginning of the thing, we found out that Michael, when he's very angry, loses control of his telekinesis. So it's also yeah. like, oh no, is something horrible? Like what's gonna happen? Yeah. So bad, bad dad starts choking Alex, oh, and he's God. like screaming and threatening yep. him with the hammer. And that's when Mogi's like, maybe this dude is homophobic. Uh, <laughs> That I may have been wrong. <laughs> One more moment, please. <laughs> and then, and then, the nail in that proverbial coffin, uh, comes up because Bad Dad hits, smashes, smashes Michael's hand, puts his hand flat on a table, oh. and then like, like textbook abusive human behavior. That's crazy. Smashing someone's hand with a hammer is extreme. Yes. It's like not. <laughs> yes. Truth. Oh my uh, god. And we knew Michael had a broken hand on the night Rosa died, but I didn't know this is how it happened, yeah, and this is how we'd find out about. It. <sighs> okay. How so... does Michael live in the same town as this man? Well, that's what I'm. Yeah, but here's the thing. Michael, adult 2018 Michael, is like, um, he lives in a fucking scrapyard, in a trailer, and he drinks all day, 
and he's yeah. you know he fucking um robs Peter to pay Paul, and he's like he's not of the same social circles as Sergeant Lieutenant Bad Dad, That's who true. seems to be like for all you know what I've seen, like yeah. people respect this guy. He doesn't have to like hide yeah. his shame in this town. Whereas Michael is like very much pushed to the outskirts. Yeah, I think that some people think get the skeevies from Bad Dad. I don't think everyone thinks he's like such a nice. I don't know if anyone would go, "Oh, I love that guy. He's so nice." Think every. I don't, I don't ev- think anyone thinks that about him. Everyone in their early forties or later thinks that about him. Yeah, the but high like school they, kids don't like Sergeant Bad Dad. Yeah, I don't think anybody's inviting him over for dinner. Mm, yeah, right? okay. Like I don't think he's got friends. That. Makes sense. I could see that. Um, we'll see. Maybe we'll find he's got like a bridge club. Um, but yeah, so that's the sad coda to the young Michael Alex relationship. It's pretty. It's pretty sad. And it makes because you know I was upset with Alex. Um, like that scene mm-hmm. where they're still just covered in each other's fucking spunk. And then he's like, his Isabel shows up, and he's like, "I'm going out the fucking window." Not, I didn't think that was cool. I so I've got problems with Alex in every. Time Wait, what's line. your problem with young Alex? That oh, he's got a bad dad. He's no, I guess I nice. don't have. You're right. I don't have a problem with young Alex. I don't like that. So I guess what we find out is after his abusive father victimizes his like new boyfriend yeah. potentially he's so scared that he's like i have to step in line and now join the army At and like some point. straighten up and fly yeah. right straighten right. up and quotes and it ends up costing him his leg yes and you know potentially more you know right but we don't know specifically it could be that he goes to college and his dad cuts him off and he needs to join rtc and he we don't know where between the hand smashing mm-hmm. and him coming back from the army, from right. the Air Force or whatever reason. Right. I guess we don't. Yeah. I think his dad says, you're an Air Force man. Remember? I think he does call him an airman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's an airman. So between the hand smashing, which is a horrible traumatic incident. Mm hmm. And him coming back, we don't actually know what happened. Right. So and we I, say fall in line, but we don't. Yeah. But I don't even. I wouldn't even. Even if that is the case, I don't blame Alex for that because oh, he's okay. he's surviving an abuser. It's when he says, "Hey, it's very early in the morning, and your creepy sister, who sometimes has blackouts and murders people, showed up at your house. I'd like to leave without talking to her." That's when you're like, no, you should probably have to talk to the creepy sister. I didn't have as much information in episode three as I have now. Um, <laughs> All right, fine, Alex, you're fine. We've got some theories about Isabel because yeah. things are crazy. Okay, so we've got, oh, God, Isabel. So she's having blackouts. Mm-hmm. She's also spending time with Rosa. Yep. When she's with Max, she blows Rosa off in this very snotty way. But when she and Rosa are alone, she is, like, desperate and yearning, and Rosa seems to matter a lot to her. Mm -hmm. And there's, it's eluded by Rosa's behavior 
that this is an ongoing relationship. This isn't like the yeah. first time they're hanging out because when Rosa uh, has a bad day at school yeah. and sneaks up to the roof and sees Isabel, she's like, oh, thank God you're here. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then that's when the constellation conversation yeah. happens. Is it a man eating a snake or a snake eating a man? We don't know where the man begins and the snake ends. We don't. So, Colin's theory, which I think is a great theory, and I think builds the alien mythos, is perhaps Isabel is being possessed. Mm-hmm. That would explain the blackouts. Yeah. It would explain the weird change in personality. Right, because when she's doing the, like, mean to Rosa thing and nice to Rosa thing, mm-hmm. it doesn't even seem like the same person. She's, like, robotically creepy when she's yes. into Rosa. And desperate for Rosa in a way that, like, if we found out that Rosa had special blood that she wanted to drink, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Or something like that. Totally. If, there, if we found out that, like, and honestly, oh, no, I hope that isn't what it is. I hope this is not some kind of true blood situation where the Orteco girls have some kind of genetic thing that that's why Max is focused on Liz. They're and why pixies. I hope it's not that. I don't yeah. think they're pixies. I don't think they're pixies. I think they're humans. But I hope it's not. I hope we don't find out that Max's feelings for Liz oh, are, are the same. Are, are like reflection of some weird mm-hmm. alien preoccupation with her bloodline. Because we also have her mom, who, yes, we're being told she's an alcoholic, maybe. She's not there. We're also told that she went crazy. But she could have gone alien crazy. We don't know. Right. Like something. Something happened. Well, and that's interesting because with the sort of like idea of having different biological fathers and stuff like that. I mean, that is a classic alien abduction trope is the human alien hybrid program. So if. Maybe in Roswell, New Mexico, oh, no. what was their last name? Ortega? Oteco. Oteco. Ortega. Ortega. Um, they could be like a successful alien hybrid kind of sitch. Again, I don't, I'm okay with it for Rosa because she's not around and like the consequences are already on the, we see the consequences. Mm-hmm. It would make me, you know, but, I'll roll with it. I like the show, but it would <laughs> bum me out if. Because right now, it's a lot how much Max is in love with Liz. You want it to be pure? I think I do. I think it's more interesting if it's, or it's more romantic if that's what it is. Okay. The other is interesting, but then then I'm no longer invested in the two of them ever being together. Because I'll be like, oh, get in your car, Liz, and go. But what if it's the whole classic, like, I, I, I was attracted to you because of this but now i see you for who you really are no then i want your, Liz to be with Maria. your 10 things i hate about you or your uh what yeah heath ledger's only after julia styles because he's being paid to be there but he then he realized interesting, that and then he starts to like her yeah exactly that's like every yeah i think that's just people liking each other that's not the same as like i'm of all the people i've been secretly paid to date i've never once caught real feelings for them well that's part of why i keep hiring i know i'm a real pro (laughs) you're very good at your job (laughs) um okay so 
so I I do like the idea, or I think it there is credence mm-hmm. to the idea that Isabel is being possessed by something. Right. And do you think it has something to do with the old prospector? I think the old prospector is either a plant to to like force the kids to do alien stuff. Oh, like like a little puppet and mm-hmm. someone sent him in there. Yeah, to... or he could be and it, not to do sp- too many spoilers from the original, but in the original part of why they're there, it's almost Kryptonian in a way is they're sent to Earth because there's a war on their home planet. Okay. So, so they're just refugees? Um, or do they have a mission? You don't have to tell me. I'll, I guess they are, they are reincarnated spirits of leaders. Old. Oh, that, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, there, there's a lot going on. We'll, we'll talk at the end of the, yeah, yeah. If we ever get to episode 22 of, uh, OG Roswell, but there was an original war. So I wonder, there's also the possibility that that creep man. Mm-hmm. Uh, too many cooks. Was Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. I thought that was a pretty good pull. The vibe, <laughs> the vibe is very similar. Uh, he loves <laughs> taking children against their will. So, yeah, yeah. And he's not that smart. I mean, he gets killed real quick by some fourteen-year-old. Yeah. Okay, but the that guy could be from the other alien race. That is at war with their Raelian race. Oh, so it's like Isabel it is. It could be that Isabel is some important thing, whether right, it be reincarnated. Or even reincar- they sense like I'm a skin. That's the name of them on the other one. Okay, I'm a skin, so I'm gonna come after you. It could be something like that, or I think the guy could be could have been used as a pawn to activate something. Now, how possible is it that? Uh, too many cooks, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, is Michael from the future traveling back oh, in time? That makes me so sad. Trying to prevent all of the events that we just saw happen in By this episode. By killing Isabel, or isolating her from because he doesn't necessarily You're attack right. her. He's got He's his hand over her mouth, her. trying to get her away from the boys. Now I think that's interesting. I think it would be even more interesting if it was Mac. Oh, I was thinking Michael because he's kind of scuzzy already, but... No, but it's more interesting if it's someone who is completely not scuzzy. Mm-hmm. Like, how far has he fallen? Yeah. What happened? Is this an Umbrella Academy crossover? <laughs> I might just have, like, time travel and stuff no, like that I in mean, my mind. I'd be into time travel in this show. I don't know that I'd be into it to, like, undo Rosa's death, but... Mm-hmm. Time travel. But if Rosa is the first alien-human hybrid, maybe undoing her death is actually that important. Yeah. Theories, yo. There's a lot of theories. We just ran through some. I, I, I will be keep. I will keep thinking. Um, no, this was like a nice, juicy episode. Yeah. I was, and I said it out loud multiple times. I was very nervous we weren't gonna see the night Rosa died. Mm-hmm. I was like, are they gonna shortchange us? And they did not. No, and it was shocking. Oh, we didn't even cover that. So yeah. now Isabel in a fugue state. So, okay, so you've got the mean jerk girls who want their drug buddy back. They're vandalizing Rosa's car in a super yep. racist way. Isabel 
is there when Rosa mm-hmm. discovers her car. And she says, like, I think it was these two girls for this reason. Yep. Next time we see Isabel and Rosa, they're in a cave, and the two mean girls. Well, first, Isabel's like, let me save, let me help you, let's, run, let's run away. And, and Rosa's like, whoa, you're too intense. Stop it. Mm-hmm. You're too much for me. Like, I've got other things to worry about right now. Yeah, and then. And then we see Rosa drunk that night. Oh, yes. She runs into Max, and she's like, stay away from my sister. My sister's finally going to get out of this town. Like, don't mess her, mess things up for her. I think that's a valid point. So, like, why does Rosa seem drunk? Is she drunk again? Oh. We don't know. And, and she also kind of dumped Isabel. It, though it's not, it seems to be a one-sided crush right now because mm-hmm. like even isabel was like i'll run away with you and rosa was like uh-huh yeah which if like you're in if you're like down you would probably say like yes let's run away but instead rosa's like oh that's what you want huh? yeah so it seems one-sided i don't know rosa here's the thing rosa seems very independent and she's mm-hmm. got a plan worked out she does isabel's like let me in the same thing her yeah. fucking brother does. Uh, she's like, hey, let me insert myself into this and sort of like change your whole steez. Yep. And she's like, cool, no thanks. Whereas her sister was like, oh, totally. Yes, you could come ruin my road trip with me, boy. I think it's ruining road trip, especially because it doesn't sound like she had plans to go with anyone else. No, that's She true. does really like him. She's yeah. 18 years old. It's the first time she's ever leaving Roswell. Sure, go with your cute lab partner. Drive around. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I think it's sweet that she wants him to go. Yeah, her and her sister are just different people. I think, now, I said she should invite him. And you were like, no, she shouldn't. Then he invited himself. That's a little gauche. I thought so, too. He's like, what if I came with you? (laughs) He's like, wait. But she was so excited when he invited himself. Like, I don't think she was going to invite him so maybe it was the right move on his part maybe liz and max are just the perfect couple blarf uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 but we gotta get to we gotta get to, the we gotta get to murder okay so so rosa has kind of dumped isabel a little uh-huh. bit yeah but isabel's mad on her behalf then but also in spirit herself then rosa seems drunk confronts max mm-hmm. then a few hours pass and uh isabel summons both of her brothers with her brain. Mm-hmm. She sends like very obnoxious alerts. It's like an SOS. It's like an SOS, exactly. But not, it doesn't seem like she's consciously doing it. It seems like she just needs it. And is this something that's established that they're psychically linked? We've never seen Michael be part of it, but uh, okay. uh, when Max uh, saved Liz and was like very tired mm-hmm. afterwards, he called his sister. And she, that was when she was having fun sex with her husband and she left him tied up. It was very bad form. <laughs> um, and then she went to help. So it, there is, we've seen it. We've never seen, I didn't know all three of them could do it. I thought it might just be Michael and, and Isabel. Uh, but Isabel sends mental notes to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then Michael gets there first, pu- pulls up. There are two dead girls. There is a, yeah. And it's kind of a fun, like, misdirect. 
Right, because one of them is blonde with a ponytail. Mm-hmm. And the other lying right next to her is long, dark hair. Yes. And they flip him over. Neither are Rosa or Isabella. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then he hears noises in the cave. So he walks into a cave. And there he sees Isabel with her hand over Rosa's face. Where eventually there will be a hand. Yeah. And it's like, it happened super fast Mm -hmm. for television. It was like, can't you see? I did this all for you. Boom, you're dead. It wasn't like a negotiation scene. No, Rosa doesn't get a line. No, Rosa like gets killed, and that's about it. And then Rosa's dropped, and then Isabel's just kind of in her fugue state. And she like passes out. She passes out. Which is perhaps the entity leaving her body. Yeah, maybe. For ten years. Um and then Michael and then Max comes in. And Max is like, Oh no, Isabel. And then Michael's like, No, 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 no. Check on like she just fucking killed Rosa. And and Max is like, what do you mean? And no, Michael's like, no, I watched her murder Rosa. And like, then he's like, what? <laughs> and then he checks. He's like, no pulse. And then Michael's like, yes, I watched her murder her. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, but luckily they are practiced. They have at done this sort before. Of thing. And so that's the scene that we saw in the previews of the feet dragging through the desert, which Colin thinks was a rookie mistake. It's just. It was it was a beautiful shot and it was super creepy looking. So creepy looking. But it's like you're like I yelled at the TV, you're literally making a trail from the murder scene to where you're disposing the body. But they're also walking. The three of them are walking. Or the two of them are walking. Yeah, there's a lot of footprints out there. There's a lot of footprints. Like it's not the dragged toes, but by the time you find the dragged toes, you're gonna find Max's size tens. Like you're it's all there. Sure, but if you can place his size tens with signs of dragging bodies, that's even more evidence. Okay, but think of how those bodies were dragged. How would a detective think those bodies are dragged? It's tippy toes. Uh, here's how. Here's how I would play it if I'm doing like the detective mm-hmm. scene. You, each of them takes a body. Three victims, three perps. Right. Um. You take them and you throw their arms like over your shoulders as if they're giving you a surprise behind the back hug. And then you walk with them with their feet dragging behind you. So, But Chief, there's only one set of two sets of footprints that are about to the right and all the way in the corner of the of the big size feet. There's the three drag. The three sets of drag marks are over in, over here on their own trajectory. They, you I, can't match up those drag marks with feet. Didn't I send you to Yum Yum Donuts like 20 minutes ago? What are you still doing here? Yeah. I've, I've got, got this thoughts. all wrapped up. All right. No. Let's um, go vilify some teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> Burn them all. Um, you're right. It is, it is shoddy. But here's the thing. Clearly no one investigated these murders. Now. Because they have the perfect scapegoat in Rosa. Yes, and somebody noticed the face handprint and didn't do anything with that. Right, so is that a cover-up? There you go. Is that a willful denial of the truth? Now, I don't think you've seen, I don't think I've seen any of this, but bad Sergeant Dad Mm -hmm. knows about aliens, knows about handprints, 
And so right. that you... could also be, I don't know, because I don't know, we don't know why Alex left, but there's also the possibility that Bad Dad used the leverage of knowing Rosa was tied up with aliens to get Alex to do what he wanted. We don't know. Oh, okay. We don't know. I, that's a complete guess. Right. Um. Okay, so then they put Rosa in the driver's seat. Just cruel. And put the Why not make one the of the car. other ladies drive? Well, because they want to blame Rosa? Well, it's, I thought about that. I was like, first of all, Max and Michael don't have the romantic connection to Rosa that we think Isabel yeah. did. Isabel was in a fugue state, so she yeah. doesn't think about it that way. And then if you're just like trying to cover up a crime you did, why raise the question of why wasn't Rosa driving her own car? Oh, that's right. It's Rosa's car. You that's just why. put the person yeah, who owns the car, the car in the driver's now, seat. What would have, if you were someone who was trying to protect Rosa, what you do, you put Rosa in the trunk. <gasps> you put the other two drive in the car. Then it's kidnapping gone wrong. That's, I think, no, you see, because if it's kidnapping gone wrong, then there has to be a police investigation. If it's put Rosa in the back seat of her own car, mm-hmm. then it's, Rosa had too much to drink, asked her friend to drive her oh car my for God, her. that's so nice. And now Rosa's like the tragic yeah. victim of vil- a teenage nightmare. Would they still nightclub. vilify her? Would they be like, you made her give you a ride? <laughs> um, but no, I, gosh, I like this show a lot. It's, it's fun. fun. Yeah, like, it's really it's good. It's fun to talk about, obviously. Um, <laughs> it's fun to watch. I... I feel like there's so much more to learn. This version of Isabel is, this is making Isabel interesting in a way that I, like there's now layers to her. She may just turn out to be a villain. I I don't know. I think she's a victim of possession or some plot. I think there's a plot involved. I mean, right now, outside of Bad Dad, we don't have, a, a a real antagonist so mm-hmm. that could be interesting yeah i i will say and this is not a weakness of og roswell though i know you may feel differently <laughs> but i love the con that the conflict between max and liz is like real and insurmountable and that neither of that at least she is not pretending like love can fix this <laughs> Oh, yeah, the fact that he helped bury her. Yeah, she's straight up. She's like, thanks for being honest, but now the honest truth is you're a piece of shit who shouldn't be around me. You fucking ruined my whole life. Exactly. Like, I adore that she's not. Because Liz Parker from the other show, she'd probably forgive him. (laughs) And I didn't want to see that. That other show is its other show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that she's a grown woman. Who's going to be like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let the fact that I'm like overwhelmingly attracted to you and feel like you might be my soulmate. Stop me from telling you, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, please do not uh, stage a car accident and burn my sister's corpse to cover up uh, her murder. That's super fucking rude. Here's the thing. I think. Because she also doesn't know he's an alien, there's a lot at that point. But if you, if my brother was already dead, mm-hmm. 
and you staged a thing in the heat of the trying to save your sibling and then told me about it like immediately like Ryan you're gonna hear some things I didn't know what to do this is what I was did he was already dead when I went in I didn't know what to do I might be able to forgive you for the like impulsive choices you made when you were under duress interesting but you lived with it for 10 years and you saw the result of it and then you had the gall after you saved my life to make gooey eyes at me that's and tell me you love me for 10 years and all this other stuff no technically he didn't tell her any of that she found a letter he wrote 10 years and then he and then he was said, like, yeah, for, for real, for yeah, real. Yeah, for real, I've been loving y'all. So yeah, yeah. That's... I think, and, and it's asking a lot of him, but I think the only thing he can do once he didn't tell her for 10 years and her whole sister's reputation was destroyed and all this stuff, I think he's got to be cold to her. Oh, yeah, I you avoid her like the fucking point. Her. And she's going to be like, Max, remember we were friends? And he's going to be like, I don't really remember. Don't mm. worry about it. I, I think I was probably a bigger dick than you remember. Just... Why don't you only remember me as a bad guy? Oh, but that makes him so much hotter. Yes, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> but he's still he's still covered up your. Ugh. They can never be. No, they can never be. They'll find a way because it's a they CW show. They will be unless we get introduced to an evil alien who turns out to actually be not that evil, and then Liz can get with him. Was this foreshadowing something that happened in the nineties? No. Oh, okay. Uh, in the 90s show, pretty much. They every, just stare at each other for three seasons. Every relationship that is established by episode, like, seven, is the, they don't really introduce a lot. I mean, there's a love triangle. It's not even a triangle. There's a hot chick comes to town at one point and seduces Max. But there's aliens involved. Don't worry about it. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I really like this show. I'm... <laughs> I care a lot about what's going to happen. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, Max and Liz forever. Uh, no, but really, Michael and Alex. And maybe, I think they have to do something to the dad. Mm. Like, lock him in a bunker and not let him out. I think it's going to be some of his weird government, like, anti-alien shit is going to come to a head. And then Alex is going to have to make the decision to stand up for Michael. To sort of make amends yeah. for that day in the shed. Amends? Not amends. I know, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. It's a do-over. It's going to be gonna a do-over do moment. where the two of them win so, over the yeah. dad. So he power. gets to protect his boyfriend and face his abuser. And it'll be a great moment for Alex. Yeah. Also, I don't think. Oh, my God. I could just talk about this show forever. At the end of the last. Because we didn't see any modern Alex in this episode. Which right. is fine. There was a lot going on. At the end of the last episode. Alex makes a discovery in the bunker. Of mm-hmm. uh, it's the basement of the house where uh, Kyle's dad used to stay. Whatever, he makes a discovery. It's a piece. We think of the ship. So now Alex has had in his hand an mm-hmm. alien artifact. So I think we may have hit the point of no return for Alex, where he's gonna. I don't know what he's gonna do when he finds out Michael's one. He's going to go Team Alien. I'm saying Alex is going to go full Team Alien. There's going to be a moment of him having to make that decision to defy his dad. But that'll be the triumphant, like, uh, Vader throwing the Emperor over the fucking edge. Oh, that's going to be amazing. You know? Yeah, yeah. (gasps) 
Oh my god. Or God, I really could talk about this forever. Okay, or <laughs> I know it's time to wrap it up. Or Alex, the piece he found, uh-huh. when it's combined with whatever information Michael has, maybe it calls the evil aliens and lets them know. Like it may be one of those things where short term they win over bad dad. But it brings a greater long-term. bad. Yeah. Yeah. But not on purpose. Alex would never do it on purpose. He's no, a very of course not. good guy. But you got to set up season three. (laughs) Yeah, it's time. Uh, All right. Uh, Colin, thank you so much for doing this show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, If uh, people want to find you on the internet, where should they go? Uh, You could find my... um, Oh, I do a podcast with you. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, Same Day Shipping. It's a lovely podcast about basically stuff like this. Yep. Um... And uh, you can find like our social media at Shipple Dips. That's Shipple like nipple and dips like nips. And uh, yeah, my social media is Como1787. Um, so there. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, if you'd like to geek out further on Roswell New and Old and see my gift-making prowess develop, you can connect with the show on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at RoswellPod. Have an amazing week.